Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to the Preston Shuttlesworth Audio Podcast, a place where we believe you can be equipped to conquer any obstacle in life through the power of God's Word. We have a mission and believe that whatever problem you might be facing, God has a word that can lift you out of your trouble. Now, here's your host, Preston Shuttlesworth. Hello, and welcome back to the Preston Shuttlesworth Audio Podcast. It's me, your host, Preston Shuttlesworth, and uh, I just want to thank you for tuning back in for this, the fourth episode of the podcast, and I want to thank everyone for their continued support and uh, kind words and encouragement and testimonies and different things people have sent me of how the podcast has been helping them, and um, today I want to get right into it. I don't want to spend too much time on a long introduction, but I want to get right into the subject and topic for today, which is why God needs you. Why God needs you. Because I think it's very important for young people, people of all ages, to understand the reasoning of why does God need to use people? Why does God work through the medium of people? That if God is eternal, if God is supernatural, if God is all-knowing, if God is all-powerful, why does he need a human being to work through? Why does he need you and me to do his work? And uh, these are all um, questions that I want to help you answer today through the Word of God and through teaching. And uh, these are all things I hope to have answered by the end of the episode. And so getting right into it, I want you to, to know the first reason. The first reason why God needs you is this. God needs you because of who you are. I want to talk first about identity because identity is the first thing you have to understand of yourself to understand why God needs you. Because if you think that, you know, you're just another person or you're just some random individual on the earth, then you have the wrong idea of who you are. But you have to develop the understanding of who you are in Christ to know why God has need of you in the earth. And so I want us to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 because we're going to read about identity and we're going to get some information of who you are in Christ and uh, how Christ has empowered us to do the work of the ministry. And so we're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and we're going to begin in verse 16. The Bible says, From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God, was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The first thing I want you to see 
And the first reason that God has need of you is that you're no longer who you used to be. That once you accept Christ, once Christ lives on the inside of your heart, once you've accepted his sacrifice on the cross, your identity and your nature have been changed forever and made brand new. That you've put on Christ. That anything you've done in your past, that even though you were born into sin like all human beings are, even though you've probably committed things in your life that are not of God and are sinful, even though you have memories of things you've done and maybe things you've even disqualified yourself from doing the work of the ministry because you've said things to God like, God, how can you use me because I did this and that and the other thing? Once you accept Christ, you put on a new nature and you become a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. That no longer are you a product of your mistakes. No longer are you the person that maybe even people have spoken over your life and said that you are. But you are exactly the person that God needs in the earth to do his work. That you've put on Christ. That God now sees you as he sees his son Jesus. That the Bible says in Romans that we have been conformed to the image of his son, that God doesn't just see us as Preston or whatever your name might be, but he sees you now as a representation of Christ on the earth, that you have been empowered, that your identity has been changed completely on the hill of Golgotha, that the moment that Jesus died, the moment that he gave up his last breath, the moment that his blood hit the ground at Calvary, there was a new covenant that was created and a new way and access to God that didn't exist before. That now we're no longer the people that we used to be, but through Christ we've become brand new. You are now a son or daughter of God. Now God has become your heavenly father in whom you can ask things, whom you can pray to, whom you have communication with, whom you have relationship with. And now you have access to the throne room of God where you can make requests, you can ask of things of God, and he'll give them to you because he loves you as a child of his own. And so you have to understand firstly, when you want to understand why God needs you, God needs you because of who you are. God uses his children to perform his will. He did it with Jesus and he's going to do it through you and me. And so the first thing that God does with us is through his, the blood of his son, Jesus, he changes our identity from an orphan of sin to a child of righteousness that the Bible says, that he made Jesus, who knew no sin, become sin, that we might become the righteousness of God, that no longer are we the sinful, you know, dirty, grimy, you know, human beings that we were. No longer do we operate in a fleshly nature. No longer do we have carnal nature. But now we've put on Christ and have a new nature and have become a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. Don't allow the words of people or the memories that you have or things you've done in the past keep you from the future that God has for you. Don't disqualify yourself from your future because of your past, but understand that the past has been wiped clean, that you've gone and you've been made pure and white as snow, like the Bible says in Isaiah, that when Jesus performed the work on Calvary, it was a complete work, that it wasn't 80% done, it wasn't 90% done, it wasn't 99.9% .9 done, but Jesus did a complete powerful work on the cross, that even so in his last words that he gave, he said, 
it is finished. Everything that bound you, everything that lied to you and tried to get in your mind to deceive you, everything that has tried to limit you and box you in and say you're not this enough or that enough or you don't have this quality or that quality, all of those things that have dogged your tracks and, you know, tracked you out through your whole life and said that you couldn't do the things that you knew God was, you know, calling you to do. All of things broke off of your life by the power and the blood of Jesus. Let me tell you this. The blood of Jesus is more powerful than any generational curse. It's more powerful than any, you know, unproductive word or discouraging word that's been spoken over your life. The blood of Jesus is more powerful than any obstacle or weapon or tool or strategy of the devil. The blood of Jesus is more powerful than anything the devil has sent your way to destroy you. And the, that that very same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead now dwells within you and me. That now our nature, our very character, our very, you know, who we are, our very being has been changed by the power of Jesus. Jesus did a complete, powerful, mighty, supernatural work on the cross. You've been redeemed from the curse, the Bible says in Galatians chapter 3. That no longer are you bound to what this, the world is bound by, but you've been redeemed by the blood of Jesus, that Christ became a curse for us, that we might become the blessed of God, that Christ became sin, that we might become the righteous of God. There's nothing more that Jesus can do for us. There's nothing that he can't give to us that he already hasn't given to us. There's no weapon. There's no tool you could ever ask for that we don't already possess to accomplish our destinies and our futures. You know, this generation has to stop praying and asking God to send more power to us and send more of himself to us. You know, in Bible school, you know, you go into prayer meetings and, you know, not trying to discourage anyone or or be insulting, but you know, when young people pray, they'll pray things like, God, just send more of you, send more of your Holy Spirit, send more of yourself, blah, 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 blah. And they pray all these things and they have fervency and they have zeal, but that's not the right way to pray because it, it's a slap in the face to what Jesus did on the cross. What Jesus did was full, it was complete, and it was finished. Everything we need, every weapon, every tool, everything that we could possibly need to walk in our path, to walk in our purpose, to walk in our future, and to fulfill our destinies has already been given to us by the work of Christ Jesus on the cross. God, through his Son, has made everything we could ever imagine or need available to us. So instead of praying for God to send more of himself, we instead need to pray and ask God to reveal by revelation in our own hearts what has already been made available to us. We have everything we could possibly need to walk in our destinies and our futures. You should take time in prayer and God's word and understand by revelation who you are in Christ, what's been made available to you, what you have the ability to walk in as a believer, and to understand that you are more than able. You're more than a conqueror. You are more than equipped to face every battle in life and to conquer it in the name of Jesus. You can't understand your use. You can't understand what God is 
is calling you to be or to do. You can't understand the fullness of your ministry. You can't understand the fullness of your calling if you don't understand the God who created you, the God who formed and fashioned your likeness, the God who has the instruction manual, the God who has the directions for your life. If you don't understand and have a relationship with him and allow that relationship with him to define who you are and allow God to speak into your own life and heart to describe to you who you are, what you're capable of, what you possess, what's on the inside of you, then you'll never be able to understand why God needs you. So step one to knowing why God needs you is understanding who you are in Christ Jesus. That's step number one. Step number two, or the second reason why God needs you is because of the authority that's been given to you. I want you to turn, if you have your Bibles, if you follow along with your, in your Bibles, or I'll just read it to you. But I'm going to go to 1 John chapter 4, and I want to read to you about the authority that's been given to us by Christ. The Bible says in 1 John uh, chapter 4, verse 11, it says, Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. By this, we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. Hallelujah. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment. Because as he is, so also are we in this world. As he is, so are we in this world. You know, the Bible says that Jesus was crucified, he resurrected, and he ascended under the Father, and now he sits at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. He's a, a mediator for us. And so the Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, that as Christ is, so are we in this world. We're not called to be anything less than what Jesus was on the earth, and not only on the earth, but as he is now in heavenly authority. You have the authority of Christ living on the inside of you to perform the will of God. Your calling isn't just about you, but it's about the authority that you have through Christ and through that authority. Authority, you have the ability to see things that God will divinely do through your life. You have no reason to feel like you're disqualified, like you're not enough, like you're not this or you're not that. But what I've realized is that the main source of insecurity is thinking too much about self. But you have to understand this, that ministry and what you're called to do isn't about you anyway, but you are Christ's representation on the earth. That ministry is about reflecting Christ to others. And so we've put on the nature of Christ. We've been raised to new life by the same spirit that Christ was. We can operate in the same authority as Christ. We're even called Christians, otherwise known as little Christ's. And we should operate in the same power and the same authority that Christ did while on the earth. When people see you, 
They shouldn't see you at all, but they should see the God that lives in you and works through you miraculously. You're the vessel. You're not the thing that's inside the vessel that people are experiencing. But if people don't like you, if people don't like your ministry, if people don't like what you have to say, then you have to understand that the issue they have isn't with who you are as a person. It isn't with your character or things like that. But the issue they have is the Christ and the Jesus that lives inside of you. If people don't like you, then they don't have an issue with you. They have an issue with the Jesus that lives on the inside of you. You're the cup they drank from. You're not what the thing you're not the thing that they drank from the cup. There's a difference. You're a vessel. You're not the living water. Jesus is the living water, and you're the vessel that contains the living water, which is Christ. So you are a representation of Christ. You should act, walk, talk, think, and live just like Christ did. It's okay to have that kind of healthy confidence. And people will say, oh, that's pride. It's not pride. It's confidence in the knowing that you operate in the same authority as Christ and you have the ability to see miracles. You have the ability to cast out devils. You have the ability to heal the sick. You have the ability to preach the gospel wherever you go. You have the ability to be a light in a dark world. You have the ability to call people out of darkness and into the marvelous light of Jesus and the gospel. You should walk in that authority on a daily basis. It will crush anxiety. It will crush insecurity. It will crush those feelings of self-esteem issues and self-worth issues that you might have, it will crush all of that. Once you have the understanding that Christ lives on the inside of you and you operate by the very same authority and you are raised to life by the same spirit that raised Christ back to life and that same spirit now dwells within you. That knowing is what produces the confidence that it speaks of in 1 John chapter 4. It's the greatest confidence in the world to know that God abides in you and you abide in Him by the Spirit and you have a divine connection with the Almighty Father and the Almighty God and Creator of the universe. That no... Not only do you know him, but he loves you. He has a plan for you. He has great things in store for you. That's the kind of relationship you have with a God. And that's where your confidence should stem from. Your identity and your authority in Christ. You know, if all Christians did that, if all Christians had the understanding of who they are in Christ and what they can walk in through the power of Christ, then we wouldn't have the issues that we have in the world. But unnecessary problems occur when the church forgets the authority that they should be carrying and what they should be walking in. So reason number two for why God needs you is because you have the authority of Christ living on the inside of you. I want to move on now to the third reason why God needs you, and it's because of the power that dwells in you. And I want you to see the difference between authority and power today as well. So I'm going to be turning quickly to Mark chapter 16. This is my uh, text for the power aspect. The third reason why God needs you is because of the power that you now possess through Christ. So let's go to the Great Commission in Mark chapter 16, verses 14 through 18. The Bible says, that afterward, Jesus appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at a table. And he rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they had not believed those who saw him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. 
And listen to this. And these signs will accompany those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. So understand that not only has God called us by name and given us the authority of Christ, but he has also empowered us to do miraculous things in the earth. That simply by believing in Christ and what he accomplished on the cross, simply by believing that with your whole heart, there are signs that shall accompany the believer. Hallelujah. I love that the Bible says that these signs shall not accompany the apostle or the preacher, although they should, but it doesn't just mention church leadership. It doesn't just mention the fivefold gifts, but simply all those that believe these signs shall accompany them that believe. You know something? God doesn't just want to raise you up as a young person to be quotable. He doesn't want to just raise you up to be retweetable, but God wants you to walk in divine power so that miracles can take place in our earth and for our generation. This generation, listen to me, more than any other generation before it, must see the miraculous creative power of God. They must see blind eyes come open. They must see deaf ears come open. They must see the lame walk. They must see the mute talk. They must see people get out of Wheelchairs. They must see limbs grow back. They must see people of stage four cancer be healed instantly by the power of God. It's one of the only things that will bring this generation back to the God that we know is real. We must prove it to be real. We can't just talk about it and be, you know, the greatest preachers in the world, but there's no demonstration of the miraculous power of God. There must be a demonstration of God's power in this generation. And we have been empowered to see it take place in the world. And I believe with all my heart, if I mentioned it in the last podcast about revival, but I believe that miracles and miracle workers are one of the things that God's going to begin to raise up in this generation and the generations to come before this great revival that's coming to the earth hits, that miracles will be a mighty, mighty element of the revival that's coming to the earth. And that's one of the things and reasons why God needs you to understand why you're called and pursue that calling with all your heart. So number one, understand who you are in Christ, your identity. Number two, understand the authority you have in Christ. And number three, understand the power that you have that Christ gave us in the Great Commission and throughout the Bible, that we have the power to see miracles be performed in our generation. Moving quickly, I don't want to rush, but I'm trying to get under 45 minutes today. Um, I want you to, if you have your Bible, if you're following along with your Bibles, I'm turning to Second Chronicles chapter 16. And I want to show you uh, the fourth Uh, reason why God needs you. The fourth reason why God needs you is because of the world's need of you. And God wants to minister to the world. You know, the Bible says in John chapter three, verse 16, that first God so loved the world. So you can see that God has something. He has a message. He has things he wants to release to the world. And the way that he releases things to the world are through the medium of people. That Jesus isn't going to come again in a fleshly body, in a human form again. He's not going to be born through an earthly mom anymore. But Jesus' work was finished. And now we as Christians have the responsibility to perform that work and what God wants done in the earth as his vessels and as his medium that he uses to reach the world. And so I want to read you a verse, a very powerful verse and famous verse out of 2 Chronicles chapter 16. 
The Bible says in 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9, it says, The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless towards him. Believe me when I say that God is on the lookout for people whose heart is fixed on him. You know, I think sometimes young people have this tendency to think that every ministry need has been met, that for every, you know, open position in ministry there is, there's 15 people that want to take it and run in full charge with it. That's not true. You know, you might see on social media, you know, we're a social media generation. You might see a million different kinds of preachers and you might see that they have it all figured out. They have the media worked out. They have the graphics behind them as they preach figured out. They have, you know, the big churches because they have the church growth tactics and they have, you know, know, all the perfect setups and all the perfect worship team leaders. And, you know, they have the perfect lighting situations. They have everything, it seems, worked out, right? But it's all just structure. It's all dead bones. But God's looking to breathe his breath on one final generation. I believe this. God's looking to breathe his breath on one final generation before this revival comes and hits the earth. God is looking for you and me, people just like you and me, young people on fire for God that can't get enough of God, that have this desire and this inward knowing that God has great things prepared for them. God is looking for people just like me and you who have blameless hearts that are looking and fixing their eyes on Jesus and are saying, Lord, all I want is to be used by you. You know, let the cry of Isaiah be the cry of our generation that says, here am I, Lord, send me. Don't pass me by. Don't pass you by. But God, we're ready and we're anticipate and we're so ready to just go out and do what you've called us to do. That's the kind of person God is looking for. You have to understand that one of the reasons why God needs you is because there's a world that needs you. Never think that you're not needed. Never think that you can't serve a specific function in the body of Christ that's powerful. God has great plans for you. God has specific things lined up for your life that he's going to use you to do. Here am I, Lord. Send me. Here are you. Lord, send them. God, I pray that you would send people out with the mighty power of your Holy Ghost to do a great work for the kingdom of God. That God, even though everything seems like it's going the wrong direction, even if there's only one voice crying out in the wilderness, God, raise up young people from all over the world that will get on fire for you and understand that they're needed in this world. God, raise up young people that will call others out of darkness and into the marvelous light of you. God, I thank you that you're doing it right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God. You know, you have to understand that God is doing something new in the earth, that God is looking to raise up young people, old people. He's looking to do something new in the earth, that God is on a mission. He's searching for people that have a heart that's blameless and fixed towards him. He's looking for someone just like you. Stop looking that God, when he's says something, you're like, God, do you mean the person behind me? You know, like Moses, do you mean Aaron? Do you mean so-and-so? No, God is talking about you. If you feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit, if you feel that calling as I'm talking to you, that's for you. God has need of you. God has something specific reserved and planned for your life. God has something great planned for you. God doesn't have little plans. God has great and big plans for you. God doesn't have something that's true 
trivial and small and insignificant and, and, you know, not worth mentioning. God has great, great, great things planned for your life. And you, if you would just submit and understand that God's will will be performed in your life and do everything you can to pursue that with all your heart, read his word, get lost in his word, pray like you never have this year, pursue God's voice. God has need of you. This world is dying. This world is broken. And the only hope for the world is the saving, life-changing power of the message of the gospel in Christ. And me and you have the ability to walk in the authority, in the power, in the identity of who we are. And spread that message to a world that needs it. God has need of you, my friend. God has need of you, my brother and my sister. God has need of you. Don't think of yourself as less. Don't think of yourself as the person God's going to pass by. No, you're the person. It's you. God has something for you specifically, individually, unique, tailor-made, just for your life. I believe that with all my heart for my generation. God's going to begin to do it right now. And he already has started to do it. He's going to raise up young people from all over because you can't have this idea that there's no need. There's no place. There's no opportunities I have to preach. You know, Preston, if things were just right, if I had the money to start a ministry, if I had, you know, the role at a church, if I could just be given a church, I could do it. If I could just do this, I could do it. Stop making excuses for yourself. You know, gear yourself up in the Holy Ghost, get charged up, fill yourself up with power and do anything and everything within your reach and capability to do something. And God will bless it every single time. I promise you he will. It's not true that you're not needed. God has great need of you. There are things in the world that God wants to do, but he can't. Because people have refused that calling. They've pushed it to the side and have said they're, you know, they don't have time for it or they're not this enough or not that enough. You know, I saw a quote one time and it was like, the most valuable place in the earth is a graveyard. And he said, it's because think of how many un written books that are in a graveyard. Think of how many unproduced songs that are in a graveyard. Think of how many unpreached sermons that are in a graveyard. Because a graveyard's full of people that didn't fulfill all of their dreams. But think of it. Don't be the person that when you come to the end of, a, of your life, you think, I wish I would have done this. I would have I, I would have stepped out. I wish I would have taken a step of faith to do something for God. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. You will accomplish 100% of everything that God has for your life. You will not, not one thing will go missing. Not one thing will be missing, but God will see to it that everything in your heart, everything he has planned for your life will come to pass in your life in Jesus' name. Don't Push it off one second longer. Don't feel like you can't do it for one second longer, but be encouraged. Be charged up and know that you have the ability to do it through the authority of Jesus. You have everything you need to do it. God has objectives. God has goals. God has things he wants done, but he's looking for people that are willing to take up the task of the gospel and to go out and do it. You know, the Bible says the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. So you can't tell me that 
you know, the laborers are great, but the harvest is few. That's the, that's the perspective that most people have when it comes to ministry. You know, the harvest is small and there's 20 people trying to harvest the same thing and we're all trying to cut up the same pie. No, it's not true. There are total unreached nations of the world that I haven't heard the gospel. And you could be the first missionary to a country that no one has ever heard of and preach the gospel to people. You could be the first person to write a book on a certain topic. You could be the first person to do something for God that no one has ever done. Don't think that everything's been done and everything we're doing now is just extra. And you know, the whipped cream and the cherry on top. No, these are the grand moments of the gospel. This is the meat of the of the dinner course. This is the main thing. This is the main thing that God's doing. God is on the greatest, you know, path for the greatest revival that we've ever seen in the earth. There's something brand new coming to the earth and me and you will be a part of it in Jesus name. You know, there's a reason that God placed you on the earth in this specific time in history. You know, you think about it. God could have placed Paul, Peter, John, Luke, Mark. You know, he could have placed any one of the prophets from the Old Testament. He could have placed any hero from the Bible in this time in history. But for some reason, God saw in his infinite wisdom to place you and me on the earth in this time and for this purpose. God has something specific for you to do in this time. God has something specific for you to do in your generation. There's a reason why Gideon was born in his generation. There's a reason why Moses was born in his. There's a reason why David was born in his. There's a reason why Paul was born in his, and there's a reason why me and you were born in ours. There's a reason why God puts certain people in a generation. God raises up deliverers. God raises up miracle workers. God raises up apostles and teachers and prophets and you know evangelists. God raises up people at the right exact time in the exact season that they're supposed to be raised up in. God has a reason for why he reserved you in this generation for this time. You have been reserved throughout time to be a blessing to your generation. It's time to walk in the authority of that. It's not the time to walk in self-pity and think of every reason why God can't use you. It's time to walk in the understanding that you are God's chosen generation. You're God's royal priesthood. That there's something unique about you. There's something special about you. And that's why God's about to do something so great and so powerful that no person could look at it and say that it was just a human being or that it was just because you got help from a human resource. But it was God's hand of favor on your life performing for you to do that mighty work that you're going to do. You have the authority, you have the identity, you have the power, and there's a great need in the earth. You have been reserved to be a light for your generation. So that's the fourth reason. The fourth reason that God needs you is because of the great power you now possess as a believer. And now getting into the fifth and final uh, reason why God needs you. The fifth and final reason that God needs you is because of God's destiny for you. You know, for every single person that's listening to me, I want you to know that you have a destiny. You know, maybe you've heard that, but maybe you've never really understood the fullness of that. But God has a destiny for you. God has something planned out for your life that he already knows the end of. He already knows the places you'll go, the people you'll reach, the nations you'll preach to. God has a destiny for you, a great destiny. Like I mentioned before, God doesn't have small destinies. God doesn't have small purposes for you. God has a life-changing, world-changing, generational blessing and purpose on your life 
life specifically. I promise you, he does. But you have to believe in God's plan and destiny for your own life. You know, no, no matter how much I encourage you on here, no matter how much you preach to about how you have purpose and calling, if you don't believe it for yourself, you'll never walk in the fullness of it. Don't become dependent upon people's kind words or their negative words based upon your purpose. Because nobody will believe in your destiny and in your purpose like you will and like God will. Let it be something that you have the assurance of through God's confirmation in his word and what he's spoken to you in your prayer time and through an inward knowing in your heart that God has something reserved and planned for your life. You must have that understanding that you are headed for great things. You're not headed for little things. You're not headed for disappointment. You're not headed for discouragement. You're not headed for less than, but you're headed for overflow. You're headed for more than enough. You're headed for something so great and so big and so much better than anything else you could ever imagine that the Bible says that no man has seen nor I has seen uh, with the things that God has prepared for those that love him and those that are called according to his purpose, that you can't even imagine it in your own human brain, the things that God has prepared for those that love him. And I know that you're a person that loves God. And I know you're a person that has that desire. And those are the only things you need to pursue that and see the fullness of it come to pass in your life and to walk in the steps of what that thing is. God would not call you for you to feel stuck or trapped or to feel incapable of living out your purpose. God wouldn't call you to feel like financial burdens and responsibilities are the things prohibiting you from walking in your destiny. But God has great need of you. And God is just and righteous and loving and kind and patient. God is waiting and he's so excited and he's so you know, anticipate of just you realizing these things and pursuing them with all your heart because he loves you with all of his heart and he wants to give you the best things in life. He wants to give you the greatest gifts of life. He wants to see you walk in the fullness of who you are. He wants to be in relationship with you at a new level. God is waiting for you to turn to him and say, God, I know that you have purpose for me. I know, God, that you have great things planned for my life. God, I know that you're taking me to a higher level this year. God is is waiting for you to turn and say and know in your heart that he has wonderful things planned for you. He's not an angry God. He's not, you know, a disciplinarian. He doesn't just give you things not to do and not help you, but he's an ever-present help in times of trouble. He has things for your life that I promise you will take you out of your trouble and put you on a right path. He'll make the crooked places straight. He's a wonderful God. He'll clear every cobweb in your mind that has made you think that you'll never be able to accomplish your purpose. God will do it all this year in Jesus' name for you. I believe that for you. I believe that for you. He would not call you, listen to me, he does not call people to be frustrated and to be in worry and to be in disappointment. He is calling you for a high and holy purpose of the ministry. He's calling you to do great things in your generation. He has great need of you, my friend. I promise you that. Never lose the understanding today. Never lose the understanding of why God needs you, that God has given you identity. He's given you authority. He's given you power. He's given you a ministry, a need, a harvest that you can, you can, uh, harvest. He's given you everything you need. God has everything you need already in store. Just ask him, just be faithful, just pursue after it. Just be in prayer, be in his word and everything you need will begin to be unlocked and be revealed to you. I promise you that.
So in recap, I want you to understand the five reasons. Who you are, number one. What you have, number two. The power and the authority. Where you're headed and why you're doing it. Never forget the reason behind ministry, that we have a message, that we've been delivered, that we've been set free by the blood of Jesus, and we have a responsibility to be his ambassadors in this earth and to spread his gospel wherever we go, that we don't just walk, you know, we don't walk with defeat and worry, and we don't speak under our breath, and we're scared to tell people about Jesus and what he's done, but we have authority, we have a boldness, we have a power, we have signs that follow after us, there are things that will take place in the earth when people begin to realize why God has need of them. I hope this podcast helped you today. I want to wrap it up. I don't want to feel like I'm rushing, but I also don't want to keep you too long. But I want you to understand before we end today that God has great need of you, that you are mighty in Christ, that Jesus has empowered you to do mighty things for his kingdom, that he through his work on the cross, finished every work of the devil and he has overcome the power of the devil and he has destroyed every work of the devil. And now we have the ability to walk in the authority and the power and the identity of who we are in Christ. And there's a great need of us in the earth to reach this lost and dying world. Well, I love you. I hope this podcast blessed you. And I want you to stay tuned for more episodes next week. And um, I hope these are blessing you. You know, I'm doing this because I love people. I'm doing this because I want to bless my generation. I want to be a light in my generation. I want to be a voice for my generation. I want people to know, young, old, whatever age group, that God loves them, that God has a plan for them, that God has empowered them, that God has great things in store for their life. I want you to know that today. And that's why I'm doing this. I'm not doing this because I want my name to be known or I want to be, you know, seen by people or heard by people. I'm doing this because God has put a calling on my life and I would be in disobedience to God if I did nothing to further that call and to let people know about Jesus and how great he is and how loving he is and his mighty work that he's done. I'm doing this because I love you. And I'm doing this because I want you to understand how much God loves you and how much God has done for you. And that's why I'm doing it. So before we go today, let's pray. Father, I thank you for today's time on the podcast. I thank you that it would bless people. I thank you that they would understand today the need that you have for them, that they would understand why you have need for them, that, Father, they would understand that they find their identity in you, that they have authority through your son, Jesus, that they've been given power, that they have a need, that there's a need in the world that they have been anointed to fill, and God, most importantly, that they know that the purpose of ministry, that we're in the earth to do a great thing for you, that you don't call us just to small things, but you call us to great things. And Father, I thank you that you have great things in store for their life. And we pray it all in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, I love you. God loves you. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Preston Shuttlesworth Audio Podcast. To stay connected with Preston and for booking information, make sure to follow him on social media on Instagram and stay tuned for our upcoming ministry website. For more episodes, please subscribe and make sure to come back here every Friday for brand new weekly content.